0: Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church Podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. If you have your Bible, we're gonna be in the book of Colossians, but also in the book of of Proverbs. And I I know Dave's like, how long am I gonna be out here for? I don't know. I'll let you know, I'll let you know. this is a little bit of a, a Hollywood type of statement that I'm about to make, and, but I want you to hang with me. I believe that this really could be the best year of your life. And I'm not just saying that, and I know that there's a lot of hype that goes along with that, but I really do believe that with all of my heart that this could be the best year of your life if and only if it's the best year of your life with God. And a lot of things that we talk about in here, in fact, some of the, uh, one of the verses that we've kind of um, used as a foundation for this series is John 10, 10, where Jesus said, "I, I came, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and life to the full. And we listen to things like that and think, well, what about me? Like, where is that in my life? Anybody else feel that way? Like we're talking about abundant life and living fully alive and all this stuff, but I'm not feeling any of it, and some of you are like, "Hey, tomorrow morning I have to go into a job that I hate that I've been praying to God about, you know, changing in my life, and it's still the same old, same old. Or this relationship in my life is still broken." But here we are once again, Colby. You are telling me about this abundant life, this full life that I can have, and I believe it could be the best year of your life. And here is the way that the Message version says John ten ten: It says, "A thief comes to steal, kill." and destroy, but I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more, and what's that next word? Better, real and eternal, more and better life than you, by the way, have ever dreamed of, more and better. If I may be so bold, like either we believe this or we don't. Either we trust what God's Word says and take it as the truth or what are we doing here? Or this book is a book of lies and it has nothing to to say to us. And I don't think that's why you're here today. I don't think you believe it's a book of lies. In fact, I believe that you think God's Word is true, that he does have more and better for your your life, more than what you are currently experiencing in this life. It's, It's one of the reasons why you showed up. Maybe you didn't realize it or not, but you're here because you think there's gotta be something more and better. And I love that it says it's a real life. It's real, it's not fake, it's not phony, it's not this you know, kind of glossed over kind of pretend life. He came that you can have real and eternal life, more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. And here's what that means. Some of you, you need to start dreaming again. Some of you, you have stopped dreaming. I know it's the end of January and here we are and half of you have already blown your resolutions according to you know, most of the surveys. You stopped dreaming. You, maybe your dreams are even, if I could be so bold to say pathetic because we serve a big God who wants you to expand the dreams that you have in your heart. He's a big God. Yet here we are, more than we've ever dreamed of. Really? And we can take scripture like that and we can put it on a magnet or we can focus on it, you know, for for a month or even beyond. But the truth is, in order for us to experience this, we have a part to play in it. Every single one of us. Like we need to participate with what God is is calling us to do. And because of that, here's the other foundational verse in this series has been 2 Corinthians 7. Verse one says, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves. Like you gotta do something about it. you gotta put in the effort, you have to put in the energy, you have to put in the hard work, purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. In other words, there are some contaminants that get into our heart and into our life that keep us from living this this full life. In fact, look at it in the, the message version, that same verse, with promises like this to pull us on. Promises like what? Promises of a full life promises of more and better promises of more than you've ever dreamed of those kinds of promises to pull us on dear friends let us make a clean break with everything that defiles and distracts us both I love this within and without so not just in the inside but on the outside how many of you know there's some clean breaks that need to happen in your life I hate to tell you, but some of your, you know, who, who said, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Some of you, you can look, you know, wherever you are headed in the next five years, just look at the friends that you have in your life. You need to make a clean break from some things. Some of you are like, my year, it's, it's, it, has, it wasn't different last year. It wasn't different than the year before that. You know why? Because you didn't do anything different. You kept running around in the same circles with the same people expecting something different in your life. We need to make a clean, break from everything that defiles and detracts distracts within and without let us make our entire lives, listen to this fit and holy temples for the worship of God you know what the Bible calls your your body you're the temple of the Holy Spirit and it needs to be fit both inside and outside we need to make ready our lives so God I pray right now that you would, through your word, let it come alive in our hearts today, make ready our lives. And I know this is at the end of a series, God, but I feel like it's just the beginning for many of us today. They need to put some practical measures in place for you to to move a platform that you can build on. Maybe there's some clean breaks that need to happen in our lives. Whatever it is, God, we give you permission right now to move in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks, Dave. Awesome, man, I appreciate it, appreciate it. See you in like, yeah, that was amazing, He was great. I do wanna wrap up this series today with some practical work. And if you allow me, I'm gonna give you some, some action steps or some homework. I know some of you are like, homework? I and mean, I thought I was done with that season of my life. Well, it turns out you're not. Actually, let's not even call it homework. Let's call it heartwork. Are you with me? This is heartwork. How many of you know the hardest work is heartwork? It's the hard work of heartwork. In fact, that's what I want to call this message. If you are a note taker, write that down. The hard work of heartwork. And this might not be one of those messages where you shout me down and you get excited and you say, amen, but I promise you this will, this will help you. This will help you. Um, Here's God's word gives us these promises and you should know God's word is not faulty. It is not flawed. But if we don't see these promises coming true in our life, this full life, it's generally on our end. We've stopped doing something. We've stopped living in such a way, you know, according to the instruction that he's given us in his, in his word how to live as followers of Jesus. And so I wanna challenge you to continue on doing the hard work of heart work, you know, through the rest of this year and beyond in three different areas really, in the spiritual, in the natural, in the, the relational area of your life. So if you were just to say, you know, how could you look back over this year of 2023, you arrive in December, 2023, looking back over your life, what would make your life more and better spiritually? Like what would it take? What would be the hard work that you would have to do to make your life better spiritually? I know one thing, you don't have to write this down, maybe just take a mental note if you want to, and that's read your Bible. Like start there. I know it's crazy. I know it's shocking that you can do it on a different day than Sunday when a preacher opens it up, right? Like you can read your Bible every single day. Like there's apps on your phone that you can get to download if you haven't. And your Bible can actually be read to you through YouVersion. And there's this new um, uh, audio kind of reading of the Bible. It's called Streetlights. And it's kind of this nice, easy, if you haven't done it yet, you can just read it to you. It's like telling a story. It's, it's awesome. And I, you know, you can, you can set your phone to notify you to set reminders or, or set your alarm, you know, to say, read me, read me, read me. Whatever you gotta do, read your, read your Bible. And I know you know how to use your phone because you're on it all the time, right? Same with me. Read your Bible. Like, do you think that would make a difference in your life spiritually? If you did that every single day, looking back over 2023, some of us are like, man, I don't know. You know, I, my life doesn't look any different because you didn't do anything different or even pray what about there what do you mean Cold me by myself yeah you're allowed what do I got to do do I have to get a prayer closet I don't know maybe somebody needs to lock you in a closet maybe that's going to help you pray like what would it look like spiritually in your life if you every day this year like by the end of 2023 you could be the biggest prayer warrior in this church if you would just take this to heart and, and do something, I'm just saying, spiritually speaking, what would look more and better? Like, like wh- what about, um, and I know this is elementary stuff, but how many of you know, sometimes it's the easy stuff that we avoid? Like it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Or, or what about in your life, in the natural? Physically, it says your body's the temple. We wanna make sure the temple is fit and holy for, for worship. So how would you, at the end of 23, look back and say, my life is better, in the natural and physical. Guys, what's it gonna take for you to stop trying to squeeze that gut into those pants in 2023? And I can say that, right? It's, it's fine because I've lived that journey. Ladies, what's it gonna... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not even gonna go over there with the ladies. <laughs> I'm not dumb, you crazy. You guys heard of Dunlap syndrome? You know what that is, right? When your gut has dunlapped over your belt, right? This kind of, what's it gonna take? In 2023, to to do something about that. I don't know, many of you might know this, but I've struggled, you know, in the area of my weight for a long, long time. I went to a doctor who was years ago and uh, he told me, he looked at me and he said, Colby, you're fat. That's what he said. He said obese too, I think later on, but straight up fat. Like that hurt my feelings. I think I could sue him today, right? Because we're just all sensitive You know about that kind of stuff and I'm not making light of this at all you need to know that I am very sensitive about this in fact here's a here's a picture uh, of me just a, a few years ago if we have it yeah check that guy out right there see that's the guy who ate your pastor right there if you can zoom in close look at that top button it's like screaming right it's like Oh man, I think it popped off like, you know, a few minutes later. Like I didn't even button the top because I, I couldn't, I'm sure. All right, you can take that away, take that away. <laughs> but like, what's it gonna take in the natural, right? Your physical body to look back over 2023 and say, hey, man, my life is more and it's, it's better. Like sometimes we over, you know, relig- re- make this thing too religious. Like, you know, what's it gonna take? Quit smoking, and why I talk about this too, by the way, is do you know what the number one killer is of, of people around the world? Is heart disease, heart disease. And you know what the attributing factors to that are? Overeating, overweight, obesity, unhealthy lifestyle, smoking, like some of you just need to stop smoking, right? I don't know if I like this church anymore. Are you banning smoking from the church? No, I'm just saying, I want you to live a long, healthy life. I want you to be able to, to see your, your grandchildren grow up. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we think, well, man, if I'm going to be, you know, super, you know, spiritual and all this about it, I, I'm, I'm going to go to Africa and be on a, a missionary or I'm going to be, you know, missionary in the Middle East in the 1040 window. What is it? God's like, don't do any of that. Stop eating burgers for lunch every single day and fries dipped in ranch dressing. Like, let's not over religious this this thing and i know some of you are like i don't know if i like this message today all right that's fine come back next week pastor will is going to be kicking off a new series and i promise he will be nicer than i'm being right now but sometimes how many of you know you need a a a shepherd must lead sheep where they don't want to go (laughs) because a lot of areas in our life we're headed into the middle of a lion's den We are getting ready for an ambush. And I'm just saying, how would your life look better spiritually? How would it look better, you know, in the natural, uh, in your, your natural life? Or what about relationships by the end of 2023? Like, don't sit there and tell me all my relationships are fine, they're perfect, because if that's the case, then after this service, I want you to meet me up here and I want you to lay your hands on me and pass over your anointing into my life, right? Because it's just not true. All of us can have more and better in our marriage, all of us are going to have better in our relationship with our parents, with our relationship with our kids, in our, in our friendships. I'm just saying there's a step that we all can take, but it's gonna take doing the hard work of heart work. And so I just simply wanna give two quick thoughts as we wrap up this series. This was a, a two-week series that ended, in, uh, ended up being a four-week series, and I think this is the last one. I know it is the last one. Um, but we need to understand there is nothing wrong with God's word. Again, there's nothing faulty on his, his end. So if we don't feel like we are living, you know, better, this more and better kind of life, this abundant life, uh, oftentimes we'll get mad at God or we'll get mad at, at the church or we'll get mad at other, other people. And I submit that it's not that God's word is faulty. It's just you and I don't know how to carry it that we don't know how to, how to hold and contain this abundant life, this life of overflowing, this life of, of blessing that he has for us. I've heard it put this way, either we are, are strainers in our life or we have containers in our life. Strainers or containers. And both strainers and containers, they stop you from living the full life that God has called you to live. Either way you look at it, we either have a whole problem or a lid problem. And so I wanna cover both of those today quickly, like how we we are to to fill the holes in our life and to remove some of those lids in our life. So number one, write this down, we gotta fill the holes, fill the holes. Let's talk about strainers. When God is pouring out His, his abundant life, this full life, this living life to the full, like pouring out his love, his patience, his peace, his his gentleness, his kindness, right? All the fruits of the the spirit. You could say he's pouring out his love, which is without limit, but our love is is limited. Like we, we have limits on our love or he's pouring out peace into our heart, into our life. His peace that surpasses understanding, but our peace, right, is limited. In fact, our peace, you know, seems to get shattered at the first sign of a bill that we did not expect coming in. Like he's pouring out strength into your life. And our strength, you know, kind of grows thin even just throughout a normal day. And so God is pouring these things into my life. But the problem is we're not receiving it. We're not feeling it is because our life looks more like we're strainers. Like a, a strainer is a, a container with holes, right? And, and he's pouring in our heart. And God doesn't have a pouring problem. He's pouring abundant life. He's pouring a full life all into our 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 hearts and our souls. However, we can't carry it. We can't hold it because we have to fill the holes. Are you with me? We have to fix some things first. This is why, by the way, like we'll get to the end of the year this year and be like, well, my life is no different. It's the same thing. It seems like they got overflowing and they got their prayers answered and I didn't. Well, it's because you did not fix the holes. You did not fix the problem and if you're going to have this overflowing life the life that God wants to give us then we are going to first have to do something about the holes in our heart and we find this in Colossians chapter 3 it's a long passage of scripture but I want you to hang in there this is not a passage of scripture that you'll probably see tattooed on someone's ribcage it's not going to be on an ankle it probably won't be hanging over you know the, the the dinner table at your house um but I wanna read it from the message version. It says this, so if you are serious, right now, turn to the person next to you and look at him and say, are you serious? And then turn it to the next person on the other side of you, your second choice person. (laughs) That's true, right? And ask them, are you serious? Because that's really the question, is it not? Like, are you serious? Are you serious? Are, are you playing with with this, this following Jesus life? Are you are you playing church? Are you in and out of church as is comfortable and convenient for you? Are you serious? You really want a breakthrough? Do you really want you know something got to give you this overflowing? Are you really serious about this? You gotta get serious. You gotta get serious about serving God, about loving God, about following his word in your your life. You can't be casual with it because if you're casual with this life, by the way, then when this happens, God's pouring into you and it's just falling out of you. Don't get mad at God because you took him casually because you took this life that he's given you. You serious, he's trying to pour. Are you serious about this life? This new life, he says, uh, this resurrection life with Christ. Then he says, act like it. Pursue things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along. I love this. Eyes to the ground, absorbed with things that are right in front of you. Can Can I tell you this? That some of you, you even need to change the way that you walk this year. You need to stop shuffling around. It's just my life. It's just my life. This is the way it's going to look. You know, maybe God's pouring. I don't know because I can't contain anything. I can't. This is just who I, I am. Some of you are shuffling around. The next thing it says is look up. Man, look up. Get your eyes off of the things right in front of you. Look up. Like surrender daily. Have an eternal perspective. Like, like look up. Square your shoulders. You know, strengthen your, your neck muscles and just look up. What is God doing in your your life? Don't shuffle along with eyes to the ground, absorbed. Look, look up. It doesn't matter if things aren't exactly right all around you, but God is right inside of you. So look up, look up. We live in a shuffling world, do we not? People shuffling from one thing to the next. People just kind of going with the the current of culture, just shuffling along. Like, look up. We're called to be different, Christ followers. We're called to be set apart, separate, look up. We need to get serious about this new life. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you, but look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. It says that's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. That's a good place for somebody who has a new life in Christ to say amen to that. Aren't you grateful that your old life is dead? Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ and God. He is your life. He's your life. Verse 5, skip down, it says, and that means, and here's the, the hard work of hard work. Here are the holes that we have. That means killing off everything connected with that way of death. And getting rid of it. And it doesn't have to be something that that dies physically, right? You know, there are different kinds of, of death. It could be death of a relationship. It could be death of something else in your life because you have not fixed the holes. You have not fixed what's going on in your heart and in your soul. And if you're not sure what those things are, Paul spells it out for us. So there's no confusion. In fact, this is some of the reason why people don't like God's word, by the way. Because he says it right up front. He says, one of those things is sexual promiscuity. I don't know. I I just didn't feel the presence of God today in church. Well, it could be because you slept around all week long. I'm sorry. Can we get real today? Are you okay with that? Because you need to know something. God is not mad at you. God is not disgusted by that. He's broken because of it. He hurts for you but it could be the shame and the guilt that you feel is causing you to be separate from God who loves you and just wants the best for you. So he says, hey, that's one of those things. It's a hole that is in our heart, that if we don't fill that, we're never gonna experience this more and better, better life. We're gonna have to fill that hole, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust. Listen to this, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it. Hello, young people. I just I don't feel like going to church today, mom. I don't feel like going to church today, dad. I don't feel feel like being honoring. I don't feel like being kind. I feel like doing my my own thing. Can I tell you something? Your feelings, if you let them, will lead you to a place. And I promise you this, that you don't wanna go this year. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will punch holes in your purpose. It'll punch holes in your your destiny that God has for your life, your potential. Like don't follow your, your feelings. It says this, grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. Like that's a life that's shaped by things and shaped by feelings. That's shaped by your appetite instead of by God. In other words, it's a life with holes in it, just doing that stuff. It's because of this kind of thing. It says God was about to explode in anger. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better, but now you know better. You know better now. So make sure it's all gone. All those things create holes. And then just in case you're sitting there thinking, well, I didn't make that list. I'm not sexually promiscuous. You know, I don't have impure purity in my life. Well, hang on because he says this next and that bad temper. Hello. Where's your bad temper? That irritability. He says that meanness ever been mean, that profanity, that, that dirty talk in the next verse. In fact, he talks about lying and that lying. God's saying, man, I'm just letting you know that in Christ, you have a new life. You have a a full life. I want to give it to you. But there are some things in your life that are causing you and keeping you from experiencing the life that he has for us. And if you would just, in fact, address, address one hole here, how many of you know you will get a little more full than you were before? And then if you were to address another one and another one after that, it will keep kind of raising the level in your, your life. But you cannot be fillable if you don't fill the holes. God doesn't want you to be wholehearted, H-O-L-E. He wants you to be wholehearted, W-H-O-L-E. Are you with me? That was cute. Come on, that was cute. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. Unless we put the work in, we put the effort into it. So he goes on to say, How do we do this in verse 12? So, chosen by God for this new life of love, you got to do something about it. You got to dress yourself, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Again, you have a part to play. You have to put this on. What is that? It's compassion, it's kindness. You want to get rid of that hole of meanness in your, in your heart and your, your life will fill it up with humility, fill it up with a quiet strength, with, with discipline, being even-tempered, being content, he says, with, with second place, just not always getting your way. He says, be quick to forgive an offense. You continue to read that. He talks about forgiving the, the offense of people the same way that God has forgiven us. Paul's like, do you want to fill your holes? And you know what he doesn't say in this list, how to fill our holes? He doesn't say, you just gotta go pray about it. And I'm all for praying about it. Go back to week one in this series, right? Talk to God. We need to pray to God. But we can't just pray. We have to participate. We have to do some things to fill the holes in our our heart. Otherwise, we're gonna look back over 2023. Where's my overflow? Where's my blessing? Where's the answer to my prayers? Where's this full life that God promised me we didn't address The holes. It goes on to say this in verse 15. So let peace, the peace of Christ, keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other, and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of God, word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. In other words, if you look at that verse, you need peace in your life. You need community. He says, do this in step with each other. You need people in your life that you can walk in step with. You need to cultivate a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. You need the word of God, the word of Christ, right? The message that's there. He said, this is how you do it and sing, worship, worship God. Otherwise it's a hole. It's a hole. This is the way you fill your, fill your holes. I, I went to Starbucks, I don't know, it was a few years ago or so. And I went because I had a gift card, like not a $5 gift card, because that gets you half a drink at Starbucks. It was like a, a good one. It was like 25 bucks, you know, so I could go like twice. And I'm like, all right, this is awesome. And I only get black coffee, by the way. So I just went and, you know, I'm, I'm, my window's down. It must have been nice out. You know, I'm taking that gift card and I didn't have any other money with me at the time. And she's getting my order or he's getting my order. I don't remember, but I was tapping my gift card just on the windowsill like this, just tapping it, tapping it, tapping it. And I dropped it straight down in the window sill between the crack. And I didn't have any other money on me at the time. That little rubber stripping, I'm pulling that thing back, you know. I'm just I got my phone light out. I'm just shining it down there. I'm like, gotta get this gift card out. You know, it's down in the hole someplace. And I think some of us, that's what our lives look like. You're like, God, give me, give me blessing, and God's like, I did. It's down the hole. It's in the hole. It's in the crack. Like, get your phone out, get your light out, take a light down that hole. You better get that blessing back out, right? God, I want I want the gift card. I, I gave it to you, it's in the crack. Is down in the hole. Listen, your life will not experience overflowing unless you address the holes. Are you with me? We need to address them in our our life. Address those holes. So that's the first thing we have to do is fill the holes. Here's number two, lift the lid. Lift the lid because our lives are either strainers or they are Containers, lids, lids. What do you mean, lids? Lids. uh, A lid is a person who says, "My life is great the way it is. I'm okay. I have, I have I have enough. I have as much as I want. My life is good. Like, don't, don't try to get your nose involved in my marriage. You know, PC, because I'm, I'm fine with where it is. It's, you know, it's not amazing, but it's okay. It's good enough. And please don't, you know, stay out of my giving." because that's not your business, that's my business. You know, so, so you know, a lid is a person who says, I'm, I'm okay with where I am. A lid limits what we're able to receive. A lid is, is control on our life. Like I have things just kind of lined up and I'm okay. A lid is a person who can walk in and walk out of church and, and God's trying to pour into your life and nothing changes. Nothing's different because you have a, a lid. And obviously the problem is when God wants to pour, it just doesn't go anywhere. It can't get in there because you have a, a lid, and so you need to remove the lid off of your life. Otherwise, you're gonna look back over 2023, and it's gonna be the same old, same old. Hey, where'd you go on vacation this year? Same old, same old. Hey, who'd you go out to, to dinner with? What, what friends are you making? Same old, same old. Same people. Who's influencing you in your life? Same old, same old. Nothing looks different. Nothing looks changed. Tell me about your worship. Tell me about your your faith. You're going to church. How's that going? Same old, same old. Tell me about your giving. Same old, same old, same old. I'm not losing any though because I I have a lid on it. Man, if I had time, I would tell you about a guy who put a lid on what God wanted to do in his life and he took his talents, he took his gifts and he buried him and Jesus called him wicked and evil for doing that. That was a lid. Your lid will limit you. Your lid will not enable God to give you what he wants to pour into your your life. And if you're a lid person, this verse uh, is for you. It's in Proverbs chapter three, verse one. Some of you have to lift, lift the lid. And here's what I would argue, by the way, a lid does way more damage than holes ever could. Do you know why? Because holes, like at least you know you have an issue. You know there's something that needs to be addressed. You know you are, are leaking and something is leaking into your, your life. If you're a lid person, a lot of times you don't even know that there's something more. Is that not true? Yes, sir. When Jesus said, I want to give you a full life, an abundant life, and you're like, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. This is what you, you have for me. I'm good enough. That's what a lid person says. But Proverbs 3.1 uh, says this, good friend. Don't forget all I've taught you. Take to heart my commands. They'll help you live a long, long life, a long live life, long life, live full and well. And don't lose your grip on love and on loyalty. Tie them around your neck. Carve their initials on your heart. Earn a reputation for living well in God's eyes, in the eyes of people. One of the things we need to understand and the key to living a, a, a full life and removing the lid is something the Bible calls less of you and more of God. Just less of you. When we have a lid on our lives, it's, it's not about less of us. It's about, this is my life. It's contained. It's good. I'm in control. But not less of you, more of God. Less of your opinions, more of God's word in your life. Less of, less of your plans, right? More of God's purpose moving in and through your, your life. So how do we do this? Well, number one, it says, trust God. That's what the verse says, trust God from the bottom of your heart and don't try to figure everything out on your own. That's what lids do. I know how this works. Colby, I know how church works. I know where to come in and where to sit. I know what time to get here. I know when to raise my hands or not raise my hands. I know when the music's about to start, which I need you guys to come back out right now. When the music's about to start, I know we're getting ready to, no, I'm I'm serious about that too, by the way. I know we're getting ready to shut this thing down. And so I know, I know I'm good. That's what a lid says. A lid says, this is my life. Like I'm never gonna be anything more than this. A lid, I'll never get past these hurts and these habits and these these hangups. No, in Jesus' name, some of you need to lift the lid. You need to take the lid off your life. And the way we do that is to trust God, he says. Trust God. With everything, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it all out on your your own. Trust God. I'm not saying don't make plans. I'm just saying when your plans don't don't account for what God wants to do in your life. Like trust, trust God. And then number two, secondly it says this: listen for God's voice in everything that you do and everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. So if number one, lifting the lid is trusting God with my life, all right, God, I'm gonna lift my lid. I'm gonna stop trying to control everything, less of me, more of you. The second thing is listen. Listen for God's voice speaking to your life. The lid for some of you on your life are the opinions of people that you live under. You live under their opinions that this is who you are, this is all you'll ever be, you'll never be anything more. God doesn't work that way. Really? you ever lifted the lid? Like, how do you know God doesn't work that way? How do you know God doesn't have good gifts for your life? How do you know if you've never lifted the lid before? Some of you are living under the opinions of of people, and the voice you need to be listening to is God's voice. God's voice. He's the one that says that will keep you on track. It goes on to say, don't assume that you know it all. No one likes to know it all. In fact, you know what happens when you assume, right? We don't have to say it in church. But you gotta take off the lid. Don't assume because you have no idea the surprises God has up his sleeve. I would would dare to say that some of you are living this monotonous day-to-day kind of life because you have never lifted the lid and allowed God to do something new. Allow God's spirit to breathe maybe fresh air once again in and through your life for you to live a different way. Don't assume because you have no idea the surprises God has up his sleeve. And then this, honor God with everything you own. This is how you lift a lid, people. Trust God, listen to his voice, and honor him with everything. That means removing the lid called dishonor. That means you wanna take this seriously? Let's stop treating God as common. Let's stop treating his son as common. Let's stop treating coming to church as as common. Like don't act one way here, like lift the lid. Let's give God the honor that he deserves, the honor he is due. And if you don't like that, he pulls the lid off even more. He says, with everything that you own, give him the first and the best, and your barns will burst, your vat wine, your, your wine vats will brim over, but don't, dear friends, resort. Resent God's discipline. Take off the lid. Let people correct you. Let people speak into your life. And then listen to this. Don't soak under loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. The father's delight is behind all this. When you look at these two things, a heart full of holes in it or a life with a lid. Like you might, not have, you might not have holes in your life of meanness and irritability and impurity and all that, but it could be that you have a lid. So which one is it that God wants to address in your life? The, the, there's a scripture in Luke, Luke that says, that was loud. It said God wants you to live your life um, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And again, God's word is not faulty. It's not fallible. It's true. And that's available to us, but only if we fill the holes and lift the lid. So with every head bowed, every eye closed in this room right now, just ask him this question. And chances are, you probably already know where have, you, where have you put God in a box and said, this is just gonna be my life. I'm just gonna deal with this addiction. I'm just gonna deal with this, this broken relationship. I'm just gonna deal with this habit. Like, where have you just settled and said, I'm, just, I'm good with where I am? I believe God wants you to lift a lid. Where are the holes in your heart? that God is trying to fill up. God's trying to pour in this, this full life, but it's holes. And they might not even be big holes. They don't have to be big. Just a little hole, like you, you act one way here, act another way at home, act another way with a, a small group of people where you know you're saying things and doing things that, that, that aren't appropriate, that aren't honoring to God. It's just, it's a, it's a hole. It's a tiny hole that's crept in that you need to fill. Are you serious? Are you putting on a show? Maybe some of you in this room or watching online or in the, the lobby, there is a hole in your heart that only God can fill. It's a big hole. It's an empty space that you've been trying to fill with everything but a surrendered life in Christ. You've been trying to fill it with things that was you thought would satisfy and nothing in this world has enabled you to be be satisfied. It's been said it's a God-shaped hole, that God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to fill in our life that we're all sinners. We all have this void in our hearts that can only be filled by Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross, his payment that he made for our lives and the sin that we, we bear. And the Bible says, if we'll just confess him as Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised his son from the dead, that we would be, be saved, that he would fill that hole that's in your heart. Maybe that's the decision, that's the hole some of you need to fill. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. And today is the day you need to make that decision. If that's you, I wanna pray a prayer with you right now with every head bowed, every eye closed. Say, Colby, that's that's my prayer. I need God to fill my life. I need to surrender my life to Jesus who died for my sin. No one's looking around. Would you be so bold right now to throw your hand up high wherever you are in this room? Online, you can click a button online that lets us know all in the lobby. Yeah, 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 just keep it up, keep it up. I see you, I see you, God bless you. God bless you, man, all around this room. Yeah, in Jesus' name, you can say something like this, you can pray it out loud, you can whisper In fact, let's all pray this out loud. Church, those of you that are followers of Jesus, let's give them courage right now as we pray this together. Jesus, today, I give you my life. Fill my heart. Forgive my sin. I confess you as Lord and as Savior of my life. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. Help me fill the holes Help me lift the lid. Holy Spirit, come into my life and fill me in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate those. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church Podcast, and we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations, welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There will be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.